Hello, welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. We're uh, once again on the road in this lovely conference room filled with kidney-shaped tables and foosball. Yeah, we big fans of these kidney-shaped tables, I will say. I think we need to get one or two. Yeah, those pool designers in the 50s really knew what was up. And not only that, I like these B-type chairs that we're sitting on as well. Indeed, with the uh, the Eames Eiffel Tower legs. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're here at McGuire's, and if that sounds familiar, that's because you probably squirted some on your car at one point or another. But, and uh, hopefully used it correctly. Hopefully. Hopefully. Word around hopefully. the campfire is you didn't. <laughs> uh, but no, we're super pumped because we're here with uh, two great dudes. We're here with RJ Devera and John Sabal. And if those guys sound familiar, they should. John does... Probably not, though. Probably not. No. Maybe RJ. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. So, John, John uh, I mean, tell people what you do. Start with you. Since you're Since about you're, to take a drink. You've got a man of hats. <laughs> yeah, call me right stop you just when you talk to take a drink. Um, hey, what's up, guys? John Sabal here. Um, basically, just an artist uh, doing uh, comic books and uh, drawing cars. On the side, designing body kits, uh, concepts, and uh, livery designs, and anything car-related. So basically, you take the job of like 12 individuals, is what you're telling us right now. Sure, yeah, I'll take whatever job, man. I need the money. So, <laughs> so John, California ain't cheap. John works all day, all night. <laughs> Johnny's got to eat here. And then he works exactly. twice the weekend, right? Yeah, mm. we got bills to pay, so you know, we'll take whatever we He can. says I have it easy with a 9 to 5, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I see, my goal is to have a gullwing like this dude, but... Uh, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're already starting. We're oh. already starting. <laughs> Pull no punches. Yeah. And then uh, RJ, people probably know you from uh, a couple of a couple of different places, but yeah, I mean, the, the main one would be the Fast and the Furious. I had a, a little bit of a two seconds of fame being in the first movie. It's true. I was actually a consultant on the film before having getting a role in it, uh, which led to a show on MTV called Trick It Out. Probably a few people. Less people remember that, but it was out there. Um, and then I, I built a brevy of uh, corporate image vehicles and show cars and giveaway cars kind of through that era. Uh, and that's what most people know me for. You know, I was an editor at Super Street Magazine at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. I had my own wheel line at one point in my life mm-hmm. uh, called Rosia Motorsports. So those are probably the tidbits where if, if people have heard my name or read my name, they kind of remember like, oh, I think I used to read his stuff or... Don't See forget your commercials. Photography. Your Arco commercials. Yeah, that was small though. That was. Yeah. I actually, you know, one of the times <laughs> I hung out with John was I shot his car for a, a cover of this magazine. Was it still Max Power oh, at the time? Yeah, the Max Power US. M Roadster. Right? Yeah, the M Roadster. So nice. Uh, I made a living uh, trying to be a photographer, which was quite fun. So you two both basically say take the jobs of like thirty individuals now and yeah. rack those all Maybe up. Yeah, yeah. More than, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. So you two are just, just like your own corporate enterprise, so to speak. <laughs> if we put you together, this should be mergers and acquisitions happening we probably should. around this table. We That's should. an idea. We, we've mm. talked about it before. We just we've we've never gotten to that point. Yeah. So, it's but all now ideas. I'm a, I'm a I'm a corporate suit. And uh, I do marketing for for uh, Meguiar's the car care brand, so right uh, it's been a, an interesting evolution for me. So kind of going through finding work that I love through that are involved with cars, but finding uh, ways to continue to make a living doing it. So yeah, that's interesting. I respect that. Like that's a lot of people have have kind of done that. Maybe not quite as much of a like zigzag crazy like pinball all over the place career mm-hmm. as you, but like most of the people that I know that work in cars have done like every car job. Either, like, either they do yeah. one thing for like 40 years yeah, and they don't give a change or they do like 600 things yeah, until they find right. the thing that fits which is it is interesting i don't know a lot of other industries that are like that i think it's just because you love what you do or the category where you know or the the hobby that you want to stay in and, and make it work so you find 
opportunities whenever one door closes you're like well i got to stay in this industry what else can i do for sure and then after that you just kind of find and you know like the guys that truly love it they everyone kind of hangs around and so you start to understand who really loves it and who does really good work at the same time and Mm -hmm. at some point or another you kind of run in into each other and and at some point you end up working with you know those people i mean over five years or 10 years or 20 years you, one day carl and yeah. i'll work with one of those kind of people won't we carl that's right someday someday we'll we'll get some talent, <laughs> yeah, some talent behind the board <laughs> yeah no there's that or there's always the uh the james and kyle method of continually fail up until you achieve your dream jobs yeah that's it just don't take your foot out of the door no matter how many times i slam it on, on it, it yeah, keep it in there right. keep it in there yeah that's why it's called no breaking right exactly right. <laughs> exactly because we physically are unable to break <laughs> yeah. that's it we just Not keep by going choice forward. Yeah. like oh crap yeah, it's been broken uh, enough times. It's fused. It's like fused titanium. Now. That's it. That's no exactly right. Uh, <laughs> we were going to go with the Clubfoot podcast, but that's a whole other deal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, how did you guys get into cars in the first place? Because you know everybody's got one of those stories. I'll let John go first. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, I've always been to cars since I can remember. My dad worked on cars and. Um, just loved drawing them and when I was little growing up in the Philippines I never really had any means to buy one so I'd draw them and Mm -hmm. then drawing for me and seeing them in front of my face on a piece of paper was a good um, way for me to like imagine me being it or uh, being in it and driving it and and owning it and stuff so uh, that's how it all came about I was into anime I would draw robots and stuff on and I would transfer all those designs into the car stuff to see how they all look like and uh, and then growing up and then I started um, able to um, you know uh, making uh, making a living out of it like drawing comics and stuff and that funded the whole idea of like oh what if I buy a car and then build that in real life mm-hmm. and then uh, but obviously you know in the industry you can't just do it on your own so you gotta know people and yep Meeting RJ is definitely one of the key guys that I met that helped facilitate being able to find the right parts and the right, you know, um, avenues to, you know, get that uh, going. And then, uh, yeah, and then it just spilled over. It just keeps on snowballing to like different projects. And then before I know, it's like, oh, it's actually something I can, you know. Uh, pay my bills with now you were wearing 10 hats doing 10 different things that's right man you gotta so do what you hats. gotta do yeah for sure when you i mean like uh, when you first started seeing some of these like interesting exotic cars etc mm-hmm. that you had been drawing since you were a kid was there like a disconnect was it kind of disappointing that like oh these cars aren't nearly as awesome as the ones that i've made or or was it kind of the other way or um to me, I think I think it's actually better to see them in person because I only look at those cars through magazines and pictures. So mm-hmm. so to see them in real sure. life is actually a different type of experience because sure. then you see all the lines that you'd normally not see on pictures or some of the uh, design cues that will typically you know uh, disappear when it's shot yeah. under the sun and stuff. So um, it made it better for me. You know, and just okay. to touch it and to just kind of, you know, cover it in real life. It's a very uh, cool experience. Yeah, and John and I still do that till this day. I mean, we'll geek out in front of, For sure. I think when the Centenario was here at the Peterson, yeah. we yeah. went oh, to go yeah. look at it. That thing is nuts. And we, we, were, we, so we were both there probably car. on the rear end for 45 minutes right, just right. looking at stuff where people have 
looked at us funny like yeah. what are you guys still doing here i'm yeah. like you guys plotting something yeah <laughs> big break to steal it yeah just checking out the hiney that's yeah. what it is so but yeah i mean john's right to see those cars that you might have dreamed about as a kid or or had only had a chance to see through photography which mm-hmm. in this day and age is probably through instagram or something like that mm-hmm. but for yeah. us through print magazines and sure. whatnot um you know when you when you get to see it in real life there's this emotion that you get that you're just like you're kind of blown away by it you know especially if it's something that you had on your on your on your wall like everyone had that garage with the testarossa oh yeah yeah the lamborghini and and the vector yep i love me a vector yeah and then when you saw in real life it really like kind of blew your mind you know Mm -hmm. so I mean, I was I was like thirty when I saw my first Vector, but yeah, fully yeah, it mind was, blown. It was way later. Yeah, Game right? change. Yeah, it's yeah. not as it's funny because the kids now have it a lot easier. You know, they go to these supercar meets and and whatnot. I mean, much like you, I I probably didn't see my first Testarossa till much later than the oh, yeah. time I actually saw the photo of it, um, especially a real one. So it, I think those moments you're you know at that time it was really hard to get jaded because it wasn't yeah. all around you all the time so yeah. it really fueled that passion for sure i mean you definitely get seen here living in los angeles in particular you I mean you do see your fair share of fancy Most yeah. especially in like you know beverly hills or newport beach so if, if you're kind of you know if you have access to those areas it's and definitely a lot easier mm-hmm. but obviously sure. all the cars and coffee events as well yeah. That we have, yeah. that we're blessed yeah. with over here I yeah it's say. really we're so spoiled here it really yeah. changed I and mean, when you think about the number of cars that were sold in the 80s versus the number of exotic cars sold now it's way different right? oh yeah so, for sure um and they're just easier to get so mm-hmm. uh but i think that's it for that, people like john exotic cars are easy to yeah. get all the time he gets, he's got <laughs> I, I just fist. take a uh, pay a visit to uh, rj's garage that's how i oh, see yeah, my cars sure. and coffee show sure. oh yeah sure. that's oh that's where cars and coffee yeah, that's, that's was. how it's all started okay. from yeah. rj's garage yeah. right right yeah. Well, so what you brought up about, you know, kids like seeing seeing all those cars and stuff on Instagram now versus sort of a slightly older generation that mm-hmm. saw them in print magazines or like posters and that kind of thing. That sort of makes me wonder, like, are those kids missing out on stuff? Because if you're if all you're looking at is like a tiny square image on your whatever four by six phone or something like what you know? What are you missing out on? You're not getting that same detail. You're not really able to, you know. It just, yeah, it makes me think of what they have on kids' bedrooms these days. They mm. still have cut things out of magazines and put them on the wall. The hoverboards. They have hoverboards. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember you know getting whatever catalogs I could and then cutting the wheels out and like lowering the car. That mm. was like my yeah, thing. Um, I don't know what kids do now. It'd be interesting. I mean, they. It, it depends. And to me, I think it depends on how deep you take it because. Yeah. You have the opportunity now to walk around a car via Forza, via mm-hmm. um, what's that game? That mobile game CSR, yes. where you can collect these cars and know all these specs. So I think if you if you take the time to dig into it, you could probably find more information than than you know when all of us were growing up and we had the twelve page spread in a magazine. That's all you had. Yeah, you know, and you like, get that magazine twelve times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So I mean, there was no internet that you could look up or Wikipedia that you could look up, and, sure. and so I think it's. I don't think they're missing. I think they're getting more info. It's just whether or not they want to be into it. Sure. Um, you know, going to car meets and, and car shows. I've been going to for twenty plus years, and there was a moment when the recession hit where kids really weren't into cars, and where excess was kind of like faux pas, mm-hmm. and and kind of like there was a half a generation that that didn't really care about cars Mm -hmm. and then like i i go now and and you see these like i don't know what that next like gen z or whatever they're calling it like these 14 year olds that know every spec 
yes. of yeah. everything. Like, oh, that's an a that's a that's a limited edition McLaren, or that's a, an Aventador SV, and it makes this kind of horsepower. And you're like, hey, how old are you? Yeah. Um, and they're like 12 or 13, and you know they they play the racing games and whatnot. And so I'm actually pretty excited to see you know these kids that are like 12 or 13 or 10 where they'll be in five or six years and whether they still have this huge love for cars. Cause it reminds me when, I, when I was young sure. and I knew I could spit off those specs, you know, yeah. like, Oh, it's got a V12 and it makes this much horsepower. And, and, and so it's, it's funny cause everyone has, you go to these, especially the exotic car meets, all these k- kids that are running around like that car sucks. I mean, it's like, that's <laughs> like a $500,000 car. Right, you know, yeah. auto. And, and John and I fall into that every once in a while. We were at quail this year and we were walking by stuff like, yeah, we know that's like one of ten in the world, but that one's not that cool. Well, right. You know, that yeah. livery on that one's weak. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like like either him or I can uh, afford that like three million dollar hypercar. That, yeah, it's so easy to get jaded yeah. seeing all those cars and especially at Pebble with for the whole week. Oh man, oh, I mean, especially if you start on Tuesday and then go to yeah. your first event it's, on Wednesday. Yeah. By Sunday you're like yeah. it's overwhelming. For sure. Yeah, because there's stuff that's just very run of the mill, right? I mean we yeah. the year that we the year that John was with me, we must have seen 12 to 15 918s, right. 10 P1s, uh-huh. 6 LaFerraris in every color. So it was kind of like, ah, oh, it's a LaFerrari. But when you saw something really unique and rare, like a Ben Chang CLK GTR, it was like, yeah, that was, yeah, stop that's, the presses. That's something yeah. else. You know, yeah. let's and like, EV, look at this. Yeah, and then they had that, that was the same year they had the Jaguar XJR15 that was floating around mm-hmm. as well. Ah, and I was, was like, yeah. 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 Well, show me a LaFerrari that has plaid seats. You know, and then I'll get excited. Right, you know what I mean? Right. So it's it, it's it, it is again to that point. It's very easy to get jaded, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a great time for young people and 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 car culture because there's so many cool cars coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, the laws are changing, of course, like especially in the near future. But just in the last five years of sports cars, hyper cars, all types of different cars, I think it's there's so much variety that's actually really really cool. It reminds yeah. me of that movement in the mid nineties with Cura GT and Enzo and CLK GTR. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like those moments only come every 10 years or so. Right. And so we just came off of this LaFerrari P1, um, 918. And then, you know, and then that those being gone and now it's Pagani and Koenigsegg and everything else. So, I mean, I have to say, I think it's a funny time when you look at a car now and say, oh, that car's only 900 horsepower. I mean, most cars, the base step for a supercar now is a thousand at least. Yeah. Strange times. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a, it's a weird golden age of cars that yep. we're living in right now. Like, you know, like the, like the Dodge Demon. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That car mm-hmm. is under a hundred grand. I mean, retail on it's supposed to be under a hundred grand. Uh, it makes what eight hundred and five horsepower or eight hundred and forty if you uh, get the track box or whatever yeah, it is. With the mm. race fuel. Yeah, yeah. and and. Like, like they sell it with a warranty. Yeah. It has catalytic converters. <laughs> like yeah. it'll pass smog. Like wh- that's insane. Like who yeah. could have predicted that that would be a thing? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you go all out of the drag strip, you're actually you after that one run, you can't run it because it doesn't have a roll cage, right? So right. you actually break. Yeah. You know the rules on like what needs a car that needs a cage with a, f- you know, a factory car with warranty, which yeah. is crazy. I love their ad for it too. Like. Sorry, not sorry. I see. Know? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah and very then, clever. Even on the flip side, though, even if you go to the smaller cars like that new Focus, the 1.5 liter EcoBoost engine or whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's yeah, that we're not getting here because Ford, you're letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the last one. Damn it! I bought the last Fiesta. <laughs> I'd do it again. 
Maybe they, it, that was it. There was the car sold it, so we're not going to bring it over. No, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, okay. and there's other cars that actually finally made it after 20 years. So oh, Type for sure. R is a great yeah. example. Yeah. Whereas a Honda kid growing up, you know, there was never a Honda Type R. There was the Integra Type R, which yeah, is pretty much a Honda Type R, which was now selling for silly right, money. Yeah. Right. I think they're like forty gold. or fifty grand now yeah, for man. a somewhat yeah. clean one. One just went on Bring a Trailer and it sold for twenty, and it was white. And I was like, "How did that? What is wrong with this car that it only yeah, sold for that?" Was wrong wow. with that car? Like, was it like on fire? As <laughs> yeah, it was salvage, yeah like, <laughs> salvage title, like yeah. different engine. Bring your fire hose. Yeah. 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 So I mean, as. It, it, you're right. It's it's all levels of car. There's yeah. something cool in every segment. You know, Golf R mm-hmm. uh, in that segment. You know, M4 GTS in that segment. Sure. And even the E63S sedan AMG, oh, which has the drift mode, nice. which is oh for sure just bonkers. And then all the hypercar stuff. It's just so easy. Right. So yeah. The only thing for me is I I, I grew up kind of NA, kind of turbo, then became really straight NA, and now everything's going turbo. Which I'm just like, ah oh, man, I you know the the NA engines for me are just there's something about the response and the sound that you get versus a turbocharged car, and you're for always sure. gonna have that debate, right? So, I mean, yeah, that th- that's true. I think like there, there's no manufacturer that's kind of um, been more indicative of that shift than Porsche, mm-hmm. like with the 911. Like the new 911 is really cool. It's super fast. Right. It's got so much torque and it's like faster everywhere than the old one, but it doesn't. It's not the same thing. It's not like yeah. there's no flat six howl, right? Like, mm. that, that you get from the older ones, right? Like, and that's, that's true. so critical for for me for a nine eleven. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think if you if that's what you know, and that to you was kind of part of the soul of driving for sure. Um, it's just different, you know. Um, I, you know, like John said, I ha- I have an SLS which has a was the last generation of that six point three liter V eight, mm-hmm. and I've driven a GT. Uh, the new GT. Mm-hmm. I haven't driven the GTR yet, but it's that car is faster than my car, but it doesn't feel like it has the same soul because there's it doesn't have that grunt and growl. And your yeah. car is a great car to drive for, for getting that grunt and growl. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounds real exactly. good. You feel real yeah. good when you're sat in it. So it's little... you know the, the era that we're in now. I feel like it's like 1969 all over again. You know your your V10 R8. Uh, you know, Oracon, your V12 Ferrari, mm-hmm. you know, F12 TDF, uh, or, uh, super fast. That's going to all be going away. Like you said, Porsche's already kind of made to move yeah, to start sure. being all turbo. Like, yeah, the, the power is yeah, still there. It's the power is still there. It's, it's just different. It's a different mm-hmm. style of driving. Like you drive all the new McLarens, they're really fast, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have the same amount of soul as, as, some of the normally aspirated stuff, you know, so sure. it's, it's, it's a different feeling. It's kind of, you know, kind of a new evolution for that. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, there, I mean, there's still manufacturers that are, that are trying to keep it alive. Like Ford is a good example mm. with the, uh, the GT350. Yeah. Right. That thing is, right. again, Special edition ones. completely ridiculous. Yeah. Very cool car. Like very, very cool car. Yeah. But, but yeah. And then, you know, but then at the same time, they've got, they're getting rid of all the other, like, quick cars in the lineup in the next couple of years. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, pour one out for pour naturally out. aspirated motors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Hang on to them when you, as you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah, my, my first car was a, a, a naturally aspirated RX seven, um, first generation. Oh, cool. So yeah, just like that weird. I've only had a couple of turbo cars. Mostly we're like turbo Volvos just cause they're dumb and like you can blow them up and they're, you know, Right. But yeah, like that, 
that winding it out, that long kind of pull, that that power delivery from a natural aspirated motor is special. Mm. Yeah. Especially, I mean, for me, I, again, I grew up as a Honda kid. So, you know, with, with the VTEC stuff that kind of came into play, mm-hmm. it kind of it has a little bit more of a motorcycle feel in a sense when it's when you're winding oh, it out, sure. you know. Um, you know, I had an S2000 for a little while and, you know, I remember trying and like, oh, you're, you're always like really low, you know, high in the RPM. So it had yeah. that different feel and how and, you know, I think, man, that must have, I don't know how many cars could rev to 9,000 back in that time in the early 2000s. Not Especially very many like at all. Yeah, right? approximately none. Yeah. I think that car had the, was held was the record the for like the one? highest piston speed um but any like car that. in history wow. ever and it held that record for quite for a while, while out, right yeah it was it was such a different driving feel that you know with the top down it was just a, it was just such a fun car to drive wasn't that on the fast and furious also that was one of the cars in well it was uh the lead villain's car in part one yeah. black with the uh the ninja stars i call yes. them the snowflakes yes um <laughs> yeah when i was a kid I, like i saw that movie i think i was in high school when it came out I saw it like nine times and yeah. for, for like uh, probably five or six years, like those are snowflakes or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, so I was working at Super Street at the time yeah. and, and everyone in, on staff was would make fun of it. Like, how's your car with the snowflakes? Actually, <laughs> I hated the graphics so bad that ev- right after production and before the movie launched, I painted or repainted the car nice. to a different color that we you know we didn't realize the movie was going to be that big. So when we got to the time that we were launching the movie, like, RJ, we need your car. And I'm like, Oh, it's blue now. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> and so I'm like, I'll bring the car, but it's blue. Right. And then in the second movie. And then it went pink with fluffy pink, interior. Yeah, with the, oh, yeah. yeah, the fluffy interior, which I had so different sides there. I had just painted the car again before I sold it to them, which was a Lambo orange with this gold pearl. Okay. And the second movie, they didn't want to rent anyone's car. They wanted to own it all. So they called me and said, hey, we have um, a couple extra S two thousands. We're going to use it for one of the, you know, one of the characters. Will you sell as yours so we can have a principal car? I'm like, sure, no problem. So I drove it up to the the little place where they were doing all the cars, and I, I, I literally it had been painted orange like a month before I sold it to them. I'm like, I just painted it. I think this is a great color, and I didn't really work on the second film. They're like, yeah, yeah, you should come back when we're done with it. We kind of have an idea of what we're going to do. So oh, I came back like three weeks later and I just about cried. Um, <laughs> I understood it was a female character and all that, but I was like, did you Come really? on, you know you can still rock that. Oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. I mean, the interior is trimmed in the rarest Muppet fur. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> that was the thing that really killed me. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, Okay, if I thought we got heat for doing the first movie the way the the set designers had done it, the second movie was definitely going to get the boat out with that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the uh, blue the, up, the was... Supra with the um, the Afro pick on the side. Oh, on the yeah, the graphics. Yeah, I mean, and even the and even the skyline, Paul Skyline, which was Craig's Blackbird before right, it turned right, into right. that whatever that was silver and blue thing yeah. yeah 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 with the with the uh the intercooler sprayer that's yeah, what i remember yeah, the most yeah, yeah. with, the, with the off-white branding yes yes yeah. little sidewalk <laughs> yeah back then so but it was you know the film was it was a really fun to be a part of you know because yeah. when i i remember when i heard about the film my, my boss at the time i worked at peterson publishing this guy craig lieberman was one of my bosses because i worked on the magazine for super sheet and then on the event side 
for this import drag racing series that we had called Naira. Mm -hmm. And they had hired Credit as a consultant. They said, hey, do you know... It's so hard to not spit out so many stupid quotes from the movie oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> so I have, a great, I have a great story on that too, actually. A couple of them, because I know of a real, couple of them were really serious. But when they told me they were making this movie around import cars quote unquote i i, I kind of chuckled and i said oh so you're making something that's going to go straight to dvd and like they no no we're serious we're going to make this movie and it was even called redline back it was days. called redline initially and no yeah. one gave a shit when we were making the first one like, yeah and then it came out and then everyone had something to say including right. a lot of the quotes so you know a lot of the line the words in those in that movie was they had asked Craig and I to come up with a sheet of terms, but they never asked us if it made sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like spoon engines with T66 turbos or something. We had both yeah. of those terms in the sheet, Yeah, but they just put it together. Put, like it, mate, It's on the sheet. And yeah, that, it's close to car stuff fine. is all mix and match. Everybody and, knows and that. And then they would the say, same. like, is that theoretically possible? I said, yeah, theoretically, but... Mm, you know? The Motec exhaust. That oh, one, yeah, the Motec system oh, exhaust is one of my favorites. So that like, one oh, is God. Right. Wow. So the, weird, the story behind that was basically Paul forgot the word and. Ah, so it was Motec and, and, and exhaust system. Then okay. he forgot the word and and just became Motec exhaust system. Wow. A mission of one word changed the whole thing, right? The whole thing. Yeah. And then Motec screwed up. They didn't capitalize. They're they not... should have made exhaust. They should have made exhaust. Yeah. We should have pivoted oh right there and then. They, should yeah. have... they played the themselves. Electric so. cut out and stuff. That would be funny. Oh, yeah. Danger to Manifold. <laughs> Danger uh, to Manifold was hilarious. That, that's, yeah, it's still funny. <laughs> still it's, great. Yeah, it's like it's still almost, great. Almost 20 years later, it's still yes. funny. Yes. And the, the 10,000 shift race. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, you know. yes, yes, yes. But nothing beats the... Damn, that guy's fast. Oh, my Classic. God. Here's John. Here's John. <laughs> have, you have your own meme. Have to put yeah. me on blast. And your face on it. Exactly. Sure. Yes. And it says, damn, that guy's fast. You hey, know you I made it. I still get residuals, so I'm not complaining <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Plus, I mean, you look like you're doing pretty well in PlayStation, you know, during that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, I, I knew the guys at Sony PlayStation, including Kazunori. Sure. And so they, I wasn't there when they were filming the crash sequence. Um, and so they picked the easiest track you know, the first track that you're on and they chose, choose to crash on a bank and everyone's like, dude, don't you have the game? Like you would never crash there. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, huh? what do you do? Yeah. What do yeah, you do? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Funny yeah. story actually, um, before his S2000 was picked as the villain car, they casted my M Roadster. Mm -hmm. Remember the M Roadster mm -hmm. was yep. that, that I had, that was all hammered out. And, um, that's the one that, that uh, was initially going to be the the villain car. We couldn't find enough of the kit or something. Right, it just didn't work out. And then, um, then the yeah, we chose the S two thousand. There was a couple cars that moved around. Initially, mm -hmm. Vin's Dominic's character who ended up in an RX seven was going to be in my NSX, oh, okay. and the NSXs were too expensive to buy and replicate. Okay, and then we used Keith Emoto's RX seven as the basis, and then my S two thousand was meant for someone else. And then when John's um, BMW fell out. We we're just like, oh, it makes it looks sinister. Looks kind of evil sure. with the Veilside kit. So we just moved it over. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's all these little stories like that, you know, where yeah. where it's kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Craig wrote a book actually of his time on this on the first couple of films. So um, he's kind I'll have of to find that and check that out. That's yeah, really interesting. Crazy. Anyways, yeah. So you mentioned, you know, obviously being a Honda guy, mm -hmm. RJ. What were uh, what were your first cars that really like that you owned and drove that really got you kind of like going and and you know changing yeah, and modifying so, and you know as much like John I, I fell in love with cars at a very young age I was probably in a different 
village or province in the Philippines <laughs> than he was across um, across the across neighborhoods or something. But I started just falling in love with Matchbox toys. My mom always has this story that I would always gravitate towards Matchbox cars when I was young, which led to RC cars. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of building and racing RC cars. And then my brother, who's seven years older than me, had friends that had fixed up Hondas and were street racing, actually, uh, at this time when street racing and fixing up Hondas was really like, what? That's like a backwards race car, you know? Yeah. Um, and there was kind of this generation of, of guys in, in, in our age that were that got into that because it was part of this Asian-American movement as well that kind of coincided. So my first cars were, were basically uh, Hondas. Uh, specifically, mine was an Acura Integra. So as I fell in love with cars, like a DC two or I had a DA six okay. uh, LS special automatic initially, sweet, um, which LS then special. which <laughs> then uh, went got became a GSR. So I had the first gen GSR um, with that one point seven liter VTEC, um, and so I you know because I fell in love with cars so early at fourteen or fifteen. Sorry for the AC. Do we need to turn that off? No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, at background and atmosphere. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I I ended up, I was playing a lot of sports, and I stopped playing sports. So I could get a job to buy parts for a, a car I didn't have okay. at 15. Yep. And there was a thing called the Recycler, which is basically your like, yeah. Craigslist, mm-hmm. but it was a newspaper. So I was buying parts out of the Recycler. Um, and then when I turned 16, my mom gifted me, because I thought I was going to get a like an EF Civic like a $4,000 EF Civic and I had all these parts for a Honda. Yeah. And then she gifted me this this Acura Integra LS which I then started modifying as I had my permit. I didn't even have my license. Nice. Um, and then my GSR became kind of, you know, something that I poured every every dollar that I had into and it was the car that I started competing in car shows. This, the timing worked out that the first import car show was around the time I was already modifying my car very japan option magazine style okay so it was a movement that we were already kind of doing even though there was no one covering it and um the very first import show off uh, which was done by a guy named ken miyoshi we ran into each other somewhere and he ended up putting my gsr on the cover of their program oh wow okay which then led to the super street guys finding out about the movement and then a guy that was in my car club, Mark Fada, his car was the first car on the initial issue of Super Street. Okay. Which was also a DA6 GSR Integra that he had painted yellow. Nice. Um, so that's kind of my Honda kind of background, the first couple cars that I had. And that, that was actually pretty crazy. I was there on the first uh, import show-off days, and I got the program, and I'm like, who's this guy just doing his Asian squat in front of his car? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, the Asian this squat. dude got like a full list of like... Do you hear that, Nakai? Re- <laughs> yeah. Devere did it first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he has a full list of like all hard-to-find Japanese parts, and nobody was doing it back then. Mm-hmm. And I was already like picking up op- option magazines back then, so I'm like, this guy must know his stuff. I don't. I didn't know who RJ was and who's this guy, but I just like. Yeah, I was seventeen so crazy. at the time, and I was selling parts for my mom's condo because my mom had gotten on me to said, "I got you a new car. Why are you replacing all these parts?" <laughs> so I had to find an excuse, like, "Oh, I'm gonna sell it for mom, business." For business, and then I ran into a guy in that first show off. I remember. This other guy that I ran into wanted to import ARC parts from Japan, and we had some ARC, uh, like titanium exhaust, at that first show yeah. off. I remember. Didn't you have the Mugen kit also? 
by the then, I think I had the Mugen kit already. Yeah. And I air freighted some SSR Type X wheels just for the show. Overnight, obviously. Yeah. It was, it was crazy, man. Like, it was a crazy was time. It. No one was doing it. There's a few shops that could do it. There's probably three or four. Even at that first import show-off days, um, some of the cars are still doing the whole... Um, Cotton. Euro lowrider style, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, like putting cotton around yes. their wheels, so it looks like they're doing a burnout while parked in the, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that was the hot thing back then. Yeah. Like yeah. That's like a step above the, the, the creepy muscle car cabbage patch kid yeah, right, that's right. like just like half a step. I above. think they need to yeah. bring those back. I think that would make cars, cars and cars hey, much more interesting. No, they never, absolutely. No, those those cabbage patch kit, those never left. Those are still around. No, I that's mean but you need to pair them with the cotton wool to, for oh, the okay. burners. Yes. to give best of both worlds there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there were a couple of people at that particular show that were already. So Alex from. Uh, it was SP, SP now that but, brought the. Uh, he had a full Veilside Combat Supra. Supra. Oh man, that was amazing. And then non Fujita, who had this. All full RE Amamiya FD RX7. Right. It was the first car. It was he had the f- the first carbon fiber body panel that I'd ever seen. It was a hood. Oh. Okay. And I don't know who's it was RE or Feed or somebody, right, but right. he had it like Most that time. It's yeah. crazy. And it blew my mind. Yeah. I, I remember seeing it now. like. Where Where did this come from? You know, right, right. Did this come from space. Yeah. Where is technology? <laughs> Yeah, it's a trip because seeing it in a magazine, especially that Supra that just it just came out in Japan, and it was all over Option magazines and their videos and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's here in the states, and it's actually in front of you, and you can actually touch it. I'm like, holy crap! What is this car? Yeah, yeah, yeah with know? a carbon Kevlar like bi level yeah. wing, and next to it was an F40, but then people were still gawking at the. Super with super, the Velside yeah. kit. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah. It was a fun time. So no, I, I remember just like sitting on the like in high school, just like sitting on the the computers at school, like waiting with dial up internet for like yes. twenty minutes for like yes. pictures of Veilside body kits to mm-hmm. load, or like what's Bomex got going on right yeah. now? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, like yeah, just being this like weird kid in the Washington well, suburbs, just like trolling for Japanese parts. <laughs> like, I mean, one of the co- fu- like coolest things of that era is you bought a car. Because of the kit and the wheels you were going to oh, put on. Oh, for sure, yeah. Right. You know, like, even on the Euro side, like, you would look at, like, what, what did Haman just release mm-hmm. at Essen? What did mm-hmm. um, AC Snitzer AC just Snitzer, release? Man. And then you would, like, oh, I'm sold. I, I'm buying that car because of this kit. And, for sure. I mean, Veilside was definitely one of the main companies that people saw, and Bomex being another one of them, where it's like, or Sea West. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to buy this car now because I just saw this kit, you right, know? Right, right. That's yeah. crazy. Which was just insane. Like I don't know that many kids that would do that today. Like, oh I'm buying I'm buying a WRX because I saw this mm-hmm. wide body whatever. Well now they do, but it's, it's just with Porsches and it's they, they call up Nikai and give him like yeah. a, a, a giant pile of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. knows that, don't they, John? Like, yeah. You know something about that, right, John? <laughs> just a little bit. Just to hang, yeah. watch him hang out, squat and smoke in front of their car. <laughs> and drink Stella. Yeah. Yeah. Drink, drink Stella, <laughs> eyeball with a sawzall. You That's know. right, man. But do you guys know how... RWB got to the U.S. and how instrumental. Well, that was going to be John one of my next questions <laughs> in making yeah. that happen. It was it was pretty crazy just because um, just like with anybody, we were always you know looking up in the internet to see what's happening across Japan and um, came across um, some pictures of some really crazy looking wide body uh, Porsches like the air cooled Porsches, the 911s, 964s, and and what um, got me was there's a gang of them. Like it's one thing where you see just one or two, mm-hmm. but like a like 
ten or fifteen cars all together, all looking like crazy super wide body Porsches and um and then I did some more research and I came across the Rowelt um uh, blog that Nakai had which the only way you have to the proper way to view it is you have to tilt your head because yep. all his pictures were kind of like sideways and it's like thumbnail size perfect so, <laughs> perfect viewing there's Works no great. way to really view it properly but uh, building mystique through lack of exactly. technology that's, that's, that's what all I like it's all smudged it's blood it's like what is this but, it's, it's like trying to look at, at, like, at like porn when you're a teenager <laughs> in the 90s I wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> the screen's loading one line at a time and you're <laughs> listening to this <laughs> uh, I don't know what they're talking yeah, about yeah. <laughs> But it made you want more just because it's such a you know interesting picture, but it's so small and it's sideways. And then um, I would um, come across more pictures of it. Um, Mike Garrett, um, who ran Auto Otaku um, blog back then, had the best pictures of RWB cars. Yeah. And then um, Mike Garrett now Speed Hunters fan. Yeah. Well, I think he left Speed Hunters. Oh, did and he? Did yeah. he? Uh, his own thing. He's up in uh, Ocala. Oh, oh wait, yeah, because he's building. Was he like building a Mustang or something? something building like that. so many cars. That yeah, guy. who can keep track? Of <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so he like was definitely one of the guys that really um, fed all that um, hunger that I needed for you know to see more pictures and stuff. And then, um, but at, at the time I was still drawing, you know, my renderings and stuff. And then uh, one of the guys that um, helps Nakai, his name is Toshi. Um, he um, uh, we emailed each other and then I think at a time where Japan had the earthquake and the tsunami mm-hmm. I emailed Toshi I go hey hope you guys are doing okay and just you know be safe out there and he said oh I'm actually not in Japan I'm here in the States I'll be in um, SoCal um, Saturday I'm like oh Saturday there's a Carson oh, Coffee hello. here <laughs> yeah why yeah. don't we meet up and uh, you know say what's up and then uh, so we met up and at the time, he goes, John, you know, we, need, we want to bring RWB here in the States. And this was like on March of uh, 2011, was it? 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then, um, and then um, yeah, he, at the time, I'm like, I, I don't know of any Porsche body shop. Because even then, I was all into BMWs. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so he goes, yeah, we want to bring the brand here and want to build cars here. So let us know if you know anybody. And then, okay, I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. And then... So uh, shortly after, I saw my logo, my John Sabal logo, on Nakai's car, uh, Nakai-san's uh, race car. Oh boy! So he was running it in the idlers race. Yep. And I was like, "Oh crap, that's cool." <laughs> and then, that and is then, pretty cool. <laughs> and yeah. then Mark Arsenal actually saw that, and he goes, "Hey, how did you get your logo over there on with Nakai's them and car, stuff?" Yeah. And I'm like, so, just say, "I'm not telling I, you, fat lady." No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I, you know, I. Um, I love their brand and they must like my work or whatever. And then they just kind of cross promoted, whatever. And then uh, he goes, I, I have a 964. I want to bring, uh, I'll build it for SEMA for, you know, the RWB and everything. I go, uh, he goes, do you have an email uh, contact information, uh, you know, with RWB? And so I go, so yeah, here you go. And then that's how it all started. He's being modest. No. <laughs> He's being modest. I mean, basically what happened was they saw John's work and they liked it so much. And that's how really that communication started. Mm-hmm. Um, which Because I remember I was being in the middle of it. I'm like, what? He did what? You did what? You met yeah. who? Who's going to what? It was pretty crazy. Because yeah? even at the time, you know, um, RDB starts still getting out there nobody's really written any articles about it yeah because yeah basically was mark especially with him and mark and brian's car the first two right mm-hmm. yeah and there's yeah. another one actually uh another uh, 993 
That's uh, the Keen's that car, right? Uh, no, that was uh, that came later on the red. Later one. on, but okay. uh, the first three was uh, two nine sixty four, actually one nine sixty four, one nine sixty five, which is a turbo version mm-hmm. owned by uh, Brian at Honigans, and uh, the third was a nine nine three, aka the only car that Brian owns that works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes oh, it works. Man. But yeah. But yeah, and so, so hopefully though, with seeing your logo, that meant you got a little bit of a discount on maybe yours a little bit later on down the line. Uh, and that just meant you didn't have to buy as many. <laughs> you have to buy quite as many Stellas. You had six pack less, something like that, maybe. <laughs> now that was pretty pretty cool, actually. Because I, 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 to to be acknowledged by somebody that you look up to, and to see, I think one thing that Nakai does well is he's very focused, and he knows even the minute uh, uh, difference of what. A slight contour or curve can do to a fender, mm-hmm. and um, not many people can distinguish or, or, or differentiate. Like, oh, we can just you know angle it, angle the fender this way, and it'll be okay. No, he knows what he's sure. looking at, and uh, yeah, I respect the guy very much. So, to, true to, artist, you know, he's a true artist. To be associated with him is is, yeah. is is an honor for sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Is that like so? The RWB stuff started really happening before the crazy Porsche boom. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, certainly I expected that it would stop mm-hmm. because as the cars got so valuable, the idea of like just cutting the fenders cutting and just, but yeah. it hasn't, it's gotten more crazy. Like it, it blows my mind. Yeah. But, that, that whole Porsche movement blows my mind. And yeah, I think it's it like, it's one of those things where it's like perfect storm because yeah. part of it was RWB. Mm-hmm. Part of it was singer. Part of it, mm-hmm. part of it was just people resto modding yeah for sure right. um classic porsches all the r group guys you know all the r group yeah. guys and all the r strata guys and it's and, still a very classic shape that everyone's very yeah with. Right. and it's almost like everyone kind of got into it for their own reasons at the same time yeah. and because yeah. you had so many different people getting into it for different reasons it really just kind of you know kind of made it a lot bigger than it was for one group right? yeah and i yeah. think so. having that silhouette that ha- although it's changed in size and shape mm-hmm. and whatnot but it's essentially still pretty similar to mm-hmm. what it was back in the day yeah mm-hmm. it couldn't be anything else like you, you can't look at a 911 and say like from any era and, and think that it's anything but yeah, a 911 but, but i think it's also have that also the generational thing where you and someone older than you can still know what the same car is and says so that connection there as well to it as well i think where yeah. someone's like oh i want to get a porsche like oh, i know that yeah it's good for sure yeah, I mean, just like NSXs, they all gone up in prices. Like even the E30 M3s, I mean, they're skyrocketing oh, yeah. like crazy. Yeah, but, and uh, what, E30 BMW M3, how much do they go for now? Probably 40, 40 50, 50, really yeah. clean ones, like 70. Yeah, I remember looking right. at one in San Francisco yeah. for like... A, 15 or 20 yeah, or 18. Something. It was in real good condition. Yeah. It was 18. You know, I'm not going to pay that much. No, my better half said, no, we can't get it because it doesn't have airbags. But so there oh, we go. Like, I'll put those on in suspension. You know what I mean? It's right, fine. right, right. No. Yeah, it's that, that's pretty crazy. I mean, even like not... You know, E30 M3 is just standard E30s are stupid money now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The whole car thing is it's a little bit out of control. Actually. Yeah, it's taking yeah. some of the fun out of it. You know, a little bit because stuff that like used to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get that in a yeah. couple of years is now like kind of unattainable. On the, the flip side of that though, is that you look out now and you say, well, I can get a 300 horsepower four door hatch, reasonably inexpensive yeah, now, a couple expen- of years, yeah. three years old, and it's yeah. just. Box standard. I mean, right, right. All the work's done for you already. You don't have to do anything else. It's very easy, much easier to ensure. 
Yeah. I remember the just E30- wheels and suspension. That's, <laughs> no, it's so it's so true. The E36 M3 that I was drooling over, and I couldn't afford. That's why I ended up with a regular E36 325. Back then, a 240 horsepower on that car I was like, wow, that's mm-hmm. a pretty big deal. Now, like a Mini Cooper. Or yeah, or Camry sedan. Yeah, horsepower. There you go. Oh, did you guys hear? See the video of the new, brand new Camry V6. The guy like straight piped it, and it sounds like a supercar. It's really? insane. Really? It just no, screams. I seen it. Oh, wow. It's nuts. It, I couldn't believe it. Like I, I watched it like three times. It was just shocked. <laughs> That's fake? amazing. Yeah. Sound? Yeah. No, it's not. So, yeah, it's just like it's just where it's going. It's pretty clever. You sure they just didn't put that that whistle exhaust? Whistle tip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone needs. Everything yeah, sounds better yeah. with whistle tips. Yeah. How's that sound, Cal? <laughs> like woo 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 woo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they got to get Bub Rub's got to get his two bucks. Yep. Uh, nailed it. For sure. That's exactly how it sounds. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah pretty crazy. Um, so what? Uh, how? I mean. What are some of the cars that you guys are, are have not yet owned that you want to like? Oh whether, whether they're attainable or not, the list is oh, way man. too long. How long is the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can go on as long as you want. Yeah. We can push the turn. We can push out yeah, as no, long as we can go. I mean, uh, we can even go Joe Rogan standards, four to six hours minimum. Yeah. Gosh, so many, dude. Yeah. Well, give, me a, give me give me a top two. Top two. Yeah, well, well, money, one of them. Money's one of no them, object. Money's not an object for you. One of them is the same. Because you've got so much I, anyway. I, I mean, if we see it falling out of your pockets right now, so yeah. much money. Oh yeah, I already know my top one. Isn't it the same for you? Oh, the F one, L M, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, McLaren F one. Any good long tail L M. Don't matter. Don't matter. F one L M for sure. Yeah. That. Yeah, I was so sad. So McLaren sent. They're one of four or five orange LMs to Amelia Allen Concourse last year, and mm-hmm. I put it up, and John was like, I hate you. Send me more photos. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I, I live vicariously through um, RJ. He gets to go to all these cool shows, and, is, and is, every, anytime I'm not there, I'm like, dude, You're man. upset? Yeah. yeah, man. Is that the one that belongs to Ralph Lauren? I thought he had the orange. He has one, too, okay, but this one came orange. out of McLaren's own museum sure. that they air freighted over. Out of the year before, Out of Woking. The year before they brought... Uh, a one of three road legal long tails. Mm-hmm. The one that McLaren oh, keeps is that green that one. one. Yep, yep. With the um, kind of like really light cream interior with mm-hmm. with the uh, forest green Alcantara. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, when you get a moment to to see any of those cars in person, you're for two hours you're walking around. Oh yeah, I was sure. lucky enough back in the day to work the racetrack and see at uh, Donington where they were racing, and we got to just walk oh. around the paddock as you do. And then uh, Ron Dennis was there with his McLaren, and his McLaren always sticks out because it had the number plate of M one M A C, so my Mac. Oh wow! My goodness. So Imagine nice how much yeah. the plate is worth. Yeah. Oh. oh my goodness! That would be top one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to beat that. As always, uh, I admire that everything about that car is just. That Amazing. car was just so, I mean, just the whole idea of that car. And, and the era probably for there. all of us was kind of the same. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, You know, I remember yeah. the cover of it on a car magazine and that feature that they had done, which yeah. just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I just always think of the sad ones, though, that go along with it, like the Jaguar XJ220, the mm-hmm. Bugatti EB110, that would just... Yeah, got yeah. blown out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. amazing cars that are just now also rants. Yeah, right. Right. funny right. how you look at it. You're like, oh, so close. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's close. hard to compete when you're. Uh... But, but to be fair, like having been up close and personal with all three mm-hmm. of them, like the McLaren is by far the best built, like nicest yeah. looking, Completely. holds up the best to time. Like, but right. it's also at the same. The time. Jaguar looks like shit. Like, it does. <laughs> but it looks huge. like a Ford Taurus inside. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. and, and the, the Bugatti's it's, okay, but it's it, like. It's yeah, never the Jag work. was to me. It's kind of like 
the kunta of that era, yeah. right? Like pretty sexy from far, but yeah. then you walked up to it and you're like, oh, this is. Yeah. But then so again, like the exterior is gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, when you get inside, it's just like, yeah. who did who this? Did, yeah. <laughs> but then the McLaren was still three times the price, I think, of the Jaguar XJ. Oh, yeah, easily. Time. So there was But still... it was like 10 times the car. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would be that would be top one. What's another one, John, for you? Uh, best sounding. Okay, let's just narrow it down because there's so many <laughs> best sounding uh road car i've i've heard is Ooh, definitely i don't think i've uh, heard this carrera gt oh yeah that's uh, first time i heard a carrera gt in a original cars and coffee here at crystal cove mm-hmm. it was just like waiting for a parking spot to open it was revving but it was revving with a high pitch tone and it's I'm a like it's a weird sounding but yeah it's good i looked around i'm like where's that sound coming from <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because it didn't really match, like the. Car, I mean, the car looks exotic as heck, but it was just I just didn't expect that car to sound like an F1 car. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I'm like, gosh. And I know there's guys that are that have actually even changed their exhaust setup to make it louder or whatever. To me, it loses it. Yeah, I yeah, prefer the stock perfect, form of yeah. the uh, of the exhaust system. But yeah, that car to me, it's amazing. It's still um, like boggles my mind how the car can sound like mm-hmm. that so yeah and i would definitely take a career gt but i would put the mirage gambala mirage gt kit on it i know there's like oh, 20 in the world I see, I see, I see. that Wait, was kit it, is okay. it wasn't it, I feel like it, it's supposed to look like it, that it versus the tech art one the tech art one's like ah. yeah yeah that's true and then the that's mirage true. gt kit oh. yeah, made it, it wasn't super. wasn't ui jambala like murdered unceremoniously by criminals in south africa, south africa that's the like that. that's the rumor yeah oh, i mean okay. he disappeared and and then was found dead unfortunately brutal um, you, know who, you know who had a a, a really great um, purple with white leather interior jambala convertible from the 80s sir mix a lot yeah, really? for sure. Did. Yeah, I, so I used to, I grew up Sir in the Mitchell Northwest, was, so I uh-huh. saw that car a couple of times because his wow. mom his mom lived in the same town that I did uh-huh. grew up in, and it would pretty, roll around pretty fresh. Wow. Ten That's out of dope. ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, bet I bet he's missing that car these days. Yeah, he actually he sold it not that long ago. He held on to that for wow, kind of an improbably long time. Right, like, right, right. He got some good money out of it. I remember I he, think, he yeah. was really into cars. Even some of his yeah. lyrics in his rap songs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He had all the, lot of all the, the Benzos stuff. with the white interiors. Uh-huh. That's right. yeah. A lot of them were purple. Mm-hmm. That was like his color. Some yeah, of them had yeah. gold wheels and whatever. Oh, yeah. So highly, must be nice. Highly uh, developed sense of taste, Sir yeah. Mixlot. Yeah. Shout out. Um, yeah, James. What would you What would you put on your your, your top two cars? I know the McLaren's pretty much up there. I think yeah. as for being because that's the one that is a staple for what I, when I got to an age where I could really understand cars. Mm-hmm. Aside from seeing the the counter uh, countash on my wall, the McLaren mm-hmm. F one is definitely one. And going to see the McLaren dealership in Park Lane and then hearing one drive past, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's it." And then right. being able to see them race, I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool for me." But then again, in regards to sounding, I mean. There's so many cars that I like just hearing the sound of now. Like I was talking to you on the way over here, the new Jags. Yeah. Those I mean, mean, they all sound... They when bark. They, yeah, yeah. And then when they've got the pop yeah. at the end, the pop yeah. just makes you smile because yeah. you know that's the what we... are unconscionably loud for yeah, a street right. car. Right. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Sounds like I a just, race car on the it's street It's the one that sure. you like, you get in and you be like, look, the wife's next to you and like, look, and she says, James, 
don't don't <laughs> rev it. You don't need to. It's too loud. And you're like, look, I'm not going to rev it. I'm definitely, whatever you do, I'm not going to. Oh, I just downshift. Yeah. I'm sorry. The pop's there. Oh, I'm sorry, love. What? Darling, I what? can't hear you. <laughs> it's the wind. It's the, I yeah, can't hear yeah, yeah. anything. I'm just going to hear the engine. Would anyone have a classic car as their second car? Yeah. Ooh. I would have a classic car as for his both first cars. Car. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I do have a classic car for my, for my daily driver. Um, so, so yeah. What would yours be? I'm, I'm really curious. My number one would probably be the original Porsche 911R, so the, the 67 car. Okay. Oh, interesting. I mean, lightweight, no mm-hmm. sound deadening, tiny little engine, like Sandcast magnesium um, engine case, like almost no horsepower, lots of body roll, but just flat out everywhere you go, sounding like you're on, you know, the, the Mulsanne straight. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. They only made 20 of them, so... Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's, There's so many classic one. cars that are and then Kyle's, sort of like that. Kyle's second car will be the car he currently has now. Which, Absolutely which is, not. <laughs> which spends either more time at the D, uh, would say with Ludwig, his mechanic, than it does with Kyle at this point <laughs> yeah. in time. That, no, no. The the green bastard is going nowhere near my number two spot in my <laughs> list. The, that, that that spell is. I love it so much, but that magic is not there. Well, what he's failed to mention here is that his wife is quite attached to the big baby. Well, so am I. And so uh, that's why when the wife comes into play for car number two, because that's probably how it would go down, ah. maybe the, the big baby would stick around. Mm. Yeah, Number two is tough. It's a tough choice. I think I would have to go either I, like maybe a Safari Gold Hokosuka Skyline. Ooh. Oh, really? Ooh. Which is the best color. Safari Gold, huh? Yeah. I haven't, is that the creamish color? It's like the mustard yellow. The mustard yellow color? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen that. No. On, on, John's going to be on, doing a rendering of it tonight. Yeah, exactly. With the fender flares. I don't think that's flares. possible in Photoshop. <laughs> 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 with the fender flares on like, you know, magnesium, the dark magnesium watts. Wow. That's it. John's, or, John's thinking this tonight. Wow. He's putting his Instagram post yeah. together. <laughs> or a four liter singer. Uh, because okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a four liter singer. Yeah, it, the, yeah that yeah, car yeah. is deeply pornographic. Yeah, like, getting to go. Do you, do you go like to the... the new new Williams super aggressive one, or you do you like the more classic? The original. The, the Williams, original. like from a technological standpoint, the Williams one is crazy, right. but it also kind of seems to go against the whole idea yeah, of yeah. singer. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're like they're chasing power, and that doesn't seem like yeah. the point. Like four liters. 500 horsepower from an air-cooled motor like that's a sweet spot yeah yeah like that's that all feels i need good yeah but and like i want i would want carpet you know like, <laughs> no I, would, I don't want like the bare floors, floors and the raised yeah. seats right. and stuff like no i would i would have it and just drive it More until it exploded <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm a going fan as as john said so i would i would want a original 55 I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a roadster, like the 300 SL roadster, roadster. because I'm a million feet tall, and I know yeah. I don't fit in the way. For but, us Asians, we don't have that. Well, yeah, so you guys, got, <laughs> guys got it made. Damn. You could fit in almost but, anything. Yeah. Yeah, sitting in a road uh, going is a very nice, an original going is very, very nice. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the sitting in part is great. Getting into or out of is not yeah, ideal. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah, yeah, you're climbing in and out of a race car, basically. Yeah, oh, that's the way of the going, the original going, especially with the long. Yeah, uh, the long nose. Hood and the long nose. Yeah, uh, short greenhouse. Yeah, proportion. I mean, have one you, of the most beautiful of guys, cars to me. Have you ever seen underneath one? Like, have you gotten I've, up underneath one? I've never looked at one underneath. It's insane. It doesn't even look like a car. It looks like an airplane. Like, it's all tiny really? tubes. Every, like, there's no... I mean, it's kind of like a birdcage Maserati. It's that same sort of uh, idea where it's like like a space frame of, of tiny, tiny tubes everywhere. And 
and um yeah the gigantic drum breaks and right there's this really amazing shop down in um i think it's escondido or maybe yeah it's escondido called jeltness and they're okay. kind of like the foremost gullwing restorers in oh, the wow. world so okay. like the place is just lousy with them and um yeah, I went and I got to for a, a, a previous job that I had. I got to go and like interview those guys, and they put one up in the air for me, and I was just like, interesting, freaking out, losing my mind, walking around just shouting like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cal does that most days. Anyway, yeah. everything, yeah. just yeah. about anything. Yeah. The toothpaste is being tops off. Oh my god! I'm not. I'm not so dated. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what the noise was. So here's earlier. a fun <laughs> exercise that I actually learned from some some product planners from a few Japanese OEMs. You do a fantasy garage with your friends. Mm-hmm. There's 10 slots, and that's it. That includes your daily drivers, your wife's daily drivers. So you get 10 slots. And you initially, you're like, oh, that's easy, until you have to figure out like which 10 you actually want. And then after you compare it with your friends, it's a really fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I know would... we're doing a dinner now. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and if you want to make it harder, make it five. Oh, yeah. oh, you get five, gosh. and that's it. Money's no object. See, the Very bonus... similar. Bonuses. I've got it easier. My wife doesn't drive, so I have all ten oh, slots to myself. Wow. Yeah. Lucky. It's Game. Uh, oh. We actually some of the offices around here still have it because when I got here, it's something that a couple of us spoke about. And there's some stuff that you miss out. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be That's nice. Yeah, yeah, the 18 the van. I'd want one of those. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Got me all thinking now. Hmm. Yeah. Only if it's the Japanese drift spec though for the 18 van. Oh, there you go. Oh God! Don't even get me started on on the the, the dajibans or whatever. That's the best subculture. So, it's know, so seriously. good. I like. I want to own my own business, not because I want to own my own business. I just want an excuse to have. Did you just buy one? Of a van. Van. This is going to be have a van on coilovers and and whatnabes with like NASCAR boom tubes coming out from oh, the bottom. That you know? would be so fun. Ugh. Yeah, that's the fun thing about Japan, right? They'll take something and like multiply it by a million and make it their own. Yeah, it's just just the fact like you can do the the carting in the city. Oh, mm-hmm. I just did that, that for the is. first we saw time. It on Instagram, and so how that was it? Amazing. It was. I, I have. I can't believe I. It took me that long to do it. I mean, <laughs> I've been to Tokyo easily twenty five plus times. Yeah, and I always kind of brushed it off, and then finally, some friends were like, "We should go do that," and I'm like. We should go do that. And so we did it. it was, is it Mario Kart? Mario Kart Ma- all well, dressed up? No. It used to be that. And then yeah. they got oh. sued. Oh, really? So now it's called Mari Kart. Mari Kart. M-A-R-I. Yeah. Very sneaky. No T anymore. I think there's a small company that might have plumbers on call that might want to not be associated with that. Right, right. Actually, I wrote... For my like my day job, I had to write an article on that because there's like a huge upswing in people getting like pedestrians being injured by people driving these go karts. Really, oh, in wow. the city, yeah. Like this is like, I think there's like, I've, it's, I've it's like a twenty or thirty percent increase. In, I continue in, to hear that it's it might get shut down. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like it should be legal, but it the, doesn't because no. you're on the so road cool, next though. to cars. But right. they've that's done the, lo- the weird part about it. I, from what I remember. In Japan, all you need is essentially wing mirrors on a car, and then you can get it licensed. So I know that they have indie, they've had in the past indie cars driving around. Uh-huh. They still have Le Mans races driving around. And people have had the carts, not the Mari car carts, but people have been driving the carts a long time. The, around Tokyo, I was reading Tokyo, an article here yeah. with yeah. the 24 hours in the cart in, around Tokyo. Crazy. As really? An endurance race. Yeah, oh someone drove full suit everything and did 24 hours racing their go-kart oh, around fun. that's nuts it was great it I was mean, really I... really fun it was a fun way to see tokyo from a different perspective sure. 
And Looking I don't know like where Mario Kart. Uh, yeah, Mario, uh, plus the costumes Mario definitely help. Yeah. And then, like, where in the world can you drive on a normal road in a go kart? It's just right. you don't get that opportunity. Yeah, how long probably you, for good reason. Yeah, how probably long, for yeah. good reason. <laughs> how was your back off with the suspension? And everything. It else? wasn't too bad. I mean, uh, we did so. There's a couple versions. Like, we did a one hour one. There's like a three hour one that I think would have killed you. Oh God, um, so that's the one hour. I want to go on. I want to say three hours, then you can get it out of your system. Yeah, like, We're never because the do three hour one goes over like. Rainbow Bridge. Oh, it should and, be oh, Odaiba? I think it goes into Odaiba if I remember correctly. Which would be awesome. Yeah. I, we didn't do it because it was so cold. I mean, just think that you could be, I'm Mario Kart, I'm dressed as Mario, and yep. I'm going on the Rainbow Bridge. Right. I mean, you're living oh out your God. Super Mario Kart right. fantasies yes. there, except yes, you're not going to fall off and die. Can you bring well, your own banana? <laughs> that's it first thing you do yeah. start like throwing it behind you and people. for some reason turtle importation is up in Japan <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to correlate to turtle fatalities in the road I don't understand you just can't it. hit those magic mushrooms when you're driving in the street it's Japan man yeah. the only place that could happen it's so I nuts. would definitely recommend it to anyone who's going to Tokyo it's, it's such a great life experience yeah someday uh, road trip that's road trip I mean, Larry, road trip to Tokyo James I've, that's right you're driving it wasn't well, us. Somebody, somebody found out that you drove the uh, Malibu Bruiser a little too hard. That's it. They're going to catch up with me. Larry Chen keeps threatening this to send us over there and sort us out with all these interviews. So maybe we have to do take it. him up I on it. I think you take him up on it. Yeah, oh. do it. Tokyo Auto Salon. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we, we were, um, we used to, so we used to do the podcast, for those of you who don't know, we used to do the podcast for the Peterson Museum. Kyle, that's ah. the, the museum that shall not where, be named. Where your S2000 now lives. Yes, one Collect, of them. Collecting dust. One of them, yes. The that, pink one. The pink one. Yeah. Well, that was the, that wasn't my personal one, but it was yeah. the second principal car. Oh, okay. All right. But exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the docents that don't know that then. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We can tell them you they're wrong You can tell by more. the supercharger that's in it. So that one had a Vortec, my, mine had a Comtech. Of course it did, because you're classier <laughs> than that. Because it's RJ Devera. That's right. Well, Comtech was the only one that made it when I when I first got it. So yeah. Um, uh, what was I? I was saying something, and then I forgot what I was saying about the Peters Museum. Oh, you guys used, you used to, to do, do the, the podcast. podcast for that. Oh, right. Yeah. So um, we we did. Uh, Thanks for correcting him, guys. He forgets that all the time. I do. The it's, thing that made him so famous. It's all the day drinking. <laughs> um, no. So we we first for SEMA two years ago. We we got to like post up. Uh, in this Winnebago at the Prestone booth and we recorded podcasts from a 900 horsepower Winnebago which was cool and like in between us recording people were allowed to kind of come in and poke around and see you know oh this is cool cool camper blah blah, blah. the Ring Brothers built it oh, and nice. um, one of the guys that came in just sort of randomly was the guy that runs uh, Motorhead Motorhead magazine. magazine and and like like oh hey how's it going how's it going and like his English wasn't super good and like oh he handed us a card and I like look at the card and I'm like oh my god I was like freaking idea. out like oh this is the best Kyle, thing Kyle got a sweat on it was like, <laughs> a little bit yeah no, no problem so exciting so, and yeah it's just, it's just fascinating to me like yeah that I would love to go there and interview every person there's just some great stories for sure I mean especially yeah, yeah. of the original tuners. That are actually back at Auto Salon. There's a new building where Auto Salon kind of are. There's a thing called the RH9 Club. Are you guys familiar? Mm -hmm. It was the Skyline, like a kind of brotherhood that for and for anyone that could hit nines in a street legal Skyline. And it was all your top tuners, like Top Secret yep. and mm -hmm. Phoenix Power and Top Fuel. All those guys are were small shops, but they all have really great stories, you know, because they're all from different little yep. towns Good. in Japan yeah. and. Um, you know, that's kind of the time when I was going there and I kind of got to meet a lot, a lot of them, Signal Auto and, and whatnot. And 
to go back and to see some of them still be around and, and come back around. It's really cool. Really. And they all have great stories. Fantastic only stories. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, I think one of the, one of the top secret super, um, secret supers went up for sale at auction a couple of years ago. Oh, did it? Mm. Yeah. In Europe. And I was like, oh. yeah, they're doing an auction during Tokyo auto salon now. Oh wow. Okay. Cause I know Wade Kawasaki from SEMA had, had gone to check it out this oh, yeah. last year. Uh, yeah. So I hope it's real. The Japanese auction star where your car's in and out in like 15 seconds. <laughs> <to buy. laughs> yeah. I've seen those. It's pretty quick. Really quick. I, I, I didn't get to go. I kind of really wanted to check it out actually. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's quirky. There's so many quirky stories. I, I and not only that, at, at Tokyo Audison, so many quirky cars. Yes, that too. I mean, right. so, some of the yes. ones that you see, they're yes. like... That's, what in the world? Yeah. They have a booth that's all like high school students that do the builds. That's awesome. And you're like scratching your head. You're just like... NITs, I think. That's yeah, what it's N- yeah, yeah, NIT. They'll take like a cappuccino type of car and then they'll make it look like a GTR. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's so silly. Very creative. But it's I love it. Very some of it's really funky for yeah sure. they're like uh yeah and then just their their perception of like western culture there's like the whole crew of like aventadors and oh right with gold right. wheels and yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's like a hodgepodge of like the dub the dub scene and the exotic car scene and the, the rap japanese, scene uh, with japanese twist yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's always nice when they shock us all with something and the media yeah. comes yeah. out and we're like oh wow this is so crazy like yeah, the last yeah. one was the what is it the miura that was not a Miura that everyone thought was. Right. Oh, the, the, was it the Liberty Walk? Car it was a, F, uh, a 4GT replica that yep. they transformed into a Miura body, but, and then they put a white body fender flares like, on it. I is that Liberty believe- Walk? Liberty Walk. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't believe they did that to a Miura. People uh, were yeah, pretty yeah. salty for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. No, it's like great. It. great. Yeah, It's yeah. great. I mean, I think that might be, I'll be honest and say that's probably a bit of a challenge to get in and out of on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. yeah. To be yeah. one of your top five cars that you're going to have for life. That might be one that you're like, I don't know if it's going to make the top, maybe number six or seven. <laughs> yeah. But it's just outside. Just outside. Yeah. Just outside. Yeah. yeah. Especially okay. when you got to put the baby in the back somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the push chair in there and everything's going. Cool. Yeah. I really love the way like some of the Japanese tuners do like American muscle cars. Again, because yeah. it's this whole like separate like like Xerox of a Xerox and then like turned inward on itself a bunch. So it's like mm-hmm. so uniquely Japanese, but also interpretation. way more American than America. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at the same time, it's so good. Yeah. Um, God, there was this. Was, it was on Speed Hunters a couple of years ago. <clears> it was like a 65 Falcon Sprint. And it was like the had like a big green cartoon falcon painted on the side, and it's like just slammed, but on like ancient Hoosier slicks, and it's Funny. oh so good, so oh, good, man. yeah. I think we're all planning a group trip now, didn't we? Yep. The after the gallery, all signed up. I've I've been trying to take John to Japan forever. That'd be awesome. I'm man. like, come on, bro, you got to come out. It's time to get real, John. Got to do it, John. Peer pressure. Now there's three of us telling you to do it. I got to render more uh, drawings and <laughs> I'm able to afford my trip to Japan. So speaking of that, John, of the stuff that you're doing now, is there anything that you can talk to us about that's in the future? Yeah, um, I can, but I'll have done? to kill you guys. Okay, so well, we don't want that. No. We don't want that. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I can talk about in general form in terms of like um, the cars that we're working on, mostly exotics, European cars. Um, there's a few Japanese cars, and then I get commissioned to do... A few uh, SEMA builds, um, so that's already in the work. That we have a few cars already being built and being prepped. Um, uh, yeah, I mean stuff like that. It's just people would contact me if they have a build coming up and they wanna um, 
before they spend the money or before they can talk to a partner like Meguiar's or, or, or a tar company, they want to present them an like image of what they're yeah. building. Yep. And it's easier to have an image or a, a visual representation of it to show the sponsors, the build partners, uh, instead of just explaining to them, oh, this is what we're doing, yep. blah, 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 blah. So there, that's where I come in and I... Um, you know, he makes uh, it reality, <laughs> visual reality, visual, yeah, virtually, yeah. But um, we put in the proper wheels with the correct stance, obviously. And if they need graphics mm-hmm. or livery designs on the body, we'll add that into it too. Um, if we need to design a one-off body kit for it, we'll we'll do that. Um, or if it if they're using an existing body kit, we'll also apply that to the rendering, just so that they can visually. Uh, see exactly what they're building and it's also saves them money because they're like oh yeah that wheels you know look good in my head but seeing it in the rendering doesn't look right yeah. so maybe we can go with a different set okay. you know sure. so kinda- yeah john will get a lot of texts from me like hey what do you think if i do this with this he's like i'll just render it out man rj is a good sounding board <laughs> he has a pretty good eye i have to give him credit for that a lot of my projects i have to consult rj just no, because he's, he's seen a lot of cars and yep. um knows what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. and uh, we have the same taste in yeah we have a lot of discussions yeah, like oh so, that didn't work man and so then I, you just but keep... i don't have my own toy line that if i wanted my own john sabal <laughs> design there is i can that. walk into no you, you do have your toy line toys it, it r us or, it's just or not i guess official. toys r us is gone but remember that Target. one on ebay that uh, your mom found yeah, he, yeah. She, <laughs> found a things. she found a few things but you have that import uh tuner uh line of cars that's gone but That's you gone, had that, yeah. man. But I can buy you, yours right now. Oh, okay, okay. And you actually designed yours. I just did delivery on mines. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And speaking of deliveries, you just did delivery on a drift car, right? Or the, yes, uh, Stephen Papadakis, which is one of the OG guys that yeah, RJ is uh, super OG. Yeah. And uh, we're with, and he um, hit me up. They said that uh, yeah, they were. Um, Building the new Toyota Corolla uh, that's not that wasn't even out yet at, at the time, and they needed the wide body kit for that car and also a livery. So, typically, when I do my body kit designs, um, it's only used as a guide, mm-hmm. and then somebody else will come in either you know to use it to shape the clay or to convert uh, or, or to redraw it and 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 have a separate file, a three D file, for the body kit design. So. On this project, they um, Stephen Papadakis gave me specific specs. I, I admired that guy because he knew exactly every single detail of the car, like how mm-hmm. much the tire will stick out, how big the tires are, and the clearance between the fenders and the the, t- the edge of the tire, the radius, everything he knew. And we I you know met up with him and we designed the kit. And then, fortunately, he liked it. Uh, pretty much, we didn't have to do too much revisions. And then they brought in TRD, the guys at, uh, doing some NASCAR stuff, and they made me look good because my files that I submitted <laughs> wasn't really like print friendly. It sure. wasn't uh, directly the file that you would just use for their tooling and stuff. But the guys from TRD put their magic onto my files and actually used my files to cr- create that body kit. And then shortly after, they sent it over to Sam Papadakis. They did the test fitting. Everything worked out. Wow. Yeah. It looks real good. Thank you. It is Thank super you. cool. Yeah. Credit to those guys from TRD. I'm just amazed how everything worked out that way. And they only had like three months from getting the car to building uh, building it fully running and at Long Beach being getting first yeah. place. 
Well, it's one of the most expensive drift cars in the history of drift cars because it's like one of two prototypes. Yeah. Yeah. It helps have have Toyota money. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It was an honor for sure to be uh, part of that uh, build. uh, Right on. So if uh, people want to find your guys' work, where would they uh, go to do that? Uh, Mine would be John Sibal, J-O-N-S-I-B-A-L on Instagram. Uh, Same with uh, Facebook at John Sibyl. Right on. Yeah, I'm the same. I, oddly enough, everything I have now is either an Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just backslash RJ way the future. Yeah. You don't need anything else anymore. Not really. You Except a podcast. If you wanted well, to we, be... We need YouTube to make money, but... Uh, oh, we're, we're not, not there YouTubers. Yet. <laughs> yeah. We missed that boat, John. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, I guess uh, You missed those yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah. We don't... Yeah, you can have a podcast like these guys. Oh, my we can God. join we're, their podcast. Well, yeah, you can try. We'd have to jump you in. They're going to jump you in, John. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't think I have the skills. I mean, this guy You guys are so natural and... Oh, that's very nice of you to say. I know Kyle's not, but I am, so I like to take that one. So modest and everything, too. That's exactly right. And yeah, so RJ... Where they can find you? Same thing. So Instagram, just RJ Devera, uh, backslash on both uh, Facebook and the in, and and the gram. And at the end of the day, I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a, a lot of car meets in Southern California. And you seem a pretty nice guy. So if anyone wants to come up and see, most days, you know, some days I might bite your head off. Too much, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you know. Especially if you're an import girls, that would be the best way to approach <laughs> RJ. Or if you yeah. know somebody that's you know modeling for imports, wow. bring them over and then wow. say, "Hey, I'm this and that. This is my wow. friend. Can you talk John's to me?" John's trying to set me up. <laughs> there you go. All right. But yeah, so a lot of car meets, uh, a lot of car shows, and then yeah, just those two things. I feel like there's too many platforms now. You got to just pick one. Yeah. yeah you got you got to pick which hill you want to die yeah, on pretty, pretty much, much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Well, right on. James, where do they find you? They can find me at nobreaking.com. It's so N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G, good. B R A K I N G and also nobreaking at Instagram and Facebook. But Kyle, where can they find you? Your paid work first and then why don't you tell us where they can find your cat photos? Uh yeah. It's <laughs> true. It's not, not it's not even it's kind of a joke. Um no, you can find my my the stuff I do for for monies at uh, theroadshow.com and uh yeah, we're the, the transportation blog for CNET, and we cover a lot of interesting stuff. And Kyle loves to receive emails from anyone out there who's got any questions on magnesium. Oh, oh. God. Kyle you is your later. person, I got, I got mag-splained Rude. by a retired man last week. Is brutal. Just just savage. He loved it. <laughs> wow. He loved it. never learned so good, much. Good, good dinner then, talk. Yeah. Good dinner yeah. talk. Then, for sure. uh, Kyle, your personal stuff, the cat stuff. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of cars and stuff there, too. Uh, Two to one, cats, cats to cars. Uh, yeah, yes, personal yes, page. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of post cars right now. They're, they're played. Yeah. Uh, but no, you can find it's Instagram, Especially Twitter. Especially the Twitter. The big babies cost you. Oh, God. I can't even get... Don't even get me started yet again. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Kyle J. Hyatt. Hyatt like the hotel. Yeah. Ah. And we'd like to thank everyone out there for listening, obviously. But now we really need you to leave us a five-star review. Lots of positives about it. And subscribe at least 12 of your friends. Yes. At least, there you go. at least well, that many. This is what uh, RJ, Prefer- preferably surreptitiously while they're in the bathroom. It's the best way to do it. Just jump that's on the their phone. Only I'm, way, man. I mean, if, that's if what they, if if they're adults, they didn't take it in there like an animal. John was kind enough to always to tell us that he's subscribed, so he's just going to do it to RJ tonight when he's going to the bathroom. That's right. So that's thing he's going to realize. That's right. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, thank RJ, you. John, for for taking the time at the end of a long. Long work day. And thanks for giving up the kidney table for us to sit around nah, to use. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Very well, cool. uh, and thank all you guys, too, for, for checking us out and sticking with us. And, and we'll be back next week with some different people. Yeah, that's the hope. 
Yeah, fingers crossed. You exactly. know at this point. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.